Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Universes Academy podcast. Uh, I'm your host, John Jennings, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. How are we doing, Ryan? I'm good. How's it going, man? Going good. As I'm sure you can see on the video portion, we have a special guest co-host with us, making his first official appearance on the pod is uh, my son, Miles Jennings. Miles, say hi. He's, he's waving uh, whatever toy, quote-unquote, that he found on my, that I gave to him on my desk. Amazing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, today, we are wrapping up our um, Symbols of Peace series. We're going to start off today. We're going to uh, talk about some life characters. Life is the final symbol we have. And so we're going to break down some life characters for you. Um, first off, we're going to run through all the characters we have. We obviously, from the rival deck, we have Izuku Midoriya. We have, from the core set, uh, Yaya Rosa, Uraka, Asui, and Aoyama. From the Plus Ultra Packs, we have Shoji and Ashido. And from the DLC pack, we have the uh, second version of Asui. Um, and I'm trying to think. That's, um, that's a pretty good spread of characters. I feel like we got a decent size. There's no five-handers, but we got a good mix of seven, mm-hmm. six and seven hand-sized characters. Um, I, I feel like if I'm thinking about... The, the best character just right off the bat, I, I tend to gravitate towards the seven hand size Asui just because she is so powerful. Um, okay. What are your thoughts on the characters, Ryan? Um, I think Asui's really good, but I think the best character is probably Uraraka. Uraraka. Um, I th- uh, let's see. I guess if we're like strictly looking at life builds, though. Um, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, Asui might be a little better off of a life build, but I think if you're just mm-hmm. looking at raw character power. I think Uraraka is probably the best. Um, she I could, gets. I could she, see that argument. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she has like the card pool clearing to get momentum. She gives three speed to pull momentum back. Um, she's just doing a lot of good things, man. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say, I feel like Uraraka has made the biggest leap one way or the other for all three of us between uh, you, me, and Matt as far as character ranking. Yeah. Before before the cards really came out, we weren't really sure how well she was going to do with her looping and pulling things back. But man, Uraraka is a fucking house. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's real good. Um, I think the cool thing is there's like, there's a few different ways you can build her too. I mean, you don't have to play her meteor shower combo to be successful with her. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives me hope that uh, down the line that, you know, you can play her on symbols that aren't air and chaos. Like maybe you can play her on life and have a successful deck as well. Yeah, and I'll be interested for the the DLC version because she has death. Obviously, they swapped out death and life, so she's not in this one. But they'll be interested yeah. to see how that one works too with the the death uh, death build. Um, one character that you you and I both have always been kind of high on, more so than Matt, is Aoyama, and I still think he's an interesting character, and I still still want to make a good Aoyama deck. I think with the new Mulligan rules, maybe Aoyama wants to go second to get that extra card to maybe build one more extra time just to help mm-hmm. his help fuel his powers. Um, yeah, I, I can see that. Has, I think he has a lot of good life synergy, especially with Asui, because they do share a lot of the card flipping back and forth things, flipping over. Um, he's really going to play, I think it's Tongue Lashing as her Ultra Rare. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's he's a good symbol, a good viable uh, character for that. Um, yeah, I think uh, the more like the more face up, or I'm I'm sorry, the more flipping face up things that they put out, the more viable he's going to be. But I guess there's always that fear that eraser heads going to become prevalent in the format and just make this character have to just kill you with what you have in your hand and never do anything ever again. Yeah, um, 
I, I will say it's early. Obviously, we haven't had the official start of OP, but just from early tournament results, I'm really kind of surprised at the lack of eraser head we're seeing. I know the three of us have always been very high on eraser and kind of thought of him as a meta-defining character, but I, I guess maybe the community as a whole, maybe they're just not as interested in playing eraser head, or maybe he's just not as good as we thought he was. Yeah. Um, I think he's probably as good as we thought, but Kirishima was just better, so everyone played Kirishima. Uh, so that's I, fair. I think that uh, we'll probably see more eraser head as people get more comfortable with him and the matchups. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but anyways, we're getting off topic. Yeah, no, no. Um, now, I, as far as the, the promo characters, we have Shoji and Ashido, and obviously we've spoken about them on other pods. Um, I, I still think kind of at this point, they're just better off of other symbols. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Shoji... cool thing with Shoji is you can pull back blocks and stuff to artificially increase your hand size, essentially. You can pull mm-hmm. back, you know, like one difficulty foundations that have good blocks on them or zero difficulty. But I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there's a deck that screams play Shoji right now. I'm sure there will be. Like being able to tutor up any card every turn. Uh, well, not any card. Let me rephrase. Any a foundation or attack, right? So, uh, being able to pull back any foundation or attack every turn. Like if they make some some sort of foundation that destroys to do something awesome, and you can just pull it back and play it again. That's going to mm-hmm. be pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, and Shoji's another character you might think about going second with with the new Mulligan rules because you can get like two cards back, right? You get you draw your extra one, and then you can use his power to get a second one. So yeah, so you could like review a zero difficulty foundation, and then use his power to pull it back, and also like draw your extra card. Yeah, so you could be eight hand size on turn one. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, eight twenty nine. That's uh, yeah. Sign me up for that. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, you know, this guy's basically a 729. If all you're doing is pulling back blocks, like, you can pull back a zero difficulty block every turn. I think mm-hmm. off all three symbols, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but I think you can. And that's pretty strong. I mean, even if it's just a card that you're pitching to pay a cost or to block with. And then mm-hmm. if you want to get kind of crazy and pay five life for an attack, you can pull an attack back. I mean, yeah, if it's that kill turn and you need it. Um can certainly go for it. Uh, I, I do also have kind of an affinity for Ashido, just because we talked about her before. But man, it's just always fun to play the lottery, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's always going to be entertaining, just to, you know, pull that lever. Oh, maybe I'm going to get something great. Um, I'm trying to think what big life attacks or what, I guess, if you if you played her off of maybe Asui getting like a, a tongue lashing or something like that, randomly would be pretty sweet playing that for free at the end of a turn. Yeah. I mean, I guess the thing is there's no way to set it up, so you're literally just... Hoping. Uh, yeah, you're just hoping and, you know, trying to get it at the right time and hoping it hits when you need it to. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, with the DLC off of Chaos, Pillar Swing's a pretty fun thing to throw for free. Uh, but yeah. as far as life goes, uh, there's not any giant attacks right now to throw for free. But yeah, Frog Lashing would be fine. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I keep calling it Tongue Lashing. It's Frog Lashing and Tongue Smack. Yeah. Um... Uh, I gotta say, I think my biggest disappointment out of the life characters is probably Midoriya. Um, it's either Midoriya or Momo. Um, I we, we Momo, I think, is maybe the character who we thought was going to be kind of a sub-tier character who kind of stayed in that area. Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe we'll see her again in, like, set two. Maybe she'll get a new version in set two that'll maybe 
play nicely with her old support. Hopefully, it would just have a, a better character power, just be more be more efficient at what Momo wants to do. I feel like Momo has a very clear path of what she wants to do. It's just she just doesn't do it very well or very effectively to really be a viable character right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't have much else to add about her. And then yeah. as far as Midoriya goes, um, I think he's probably better than we give him credit for because he kind of does the same thing that um, Bakugo does where he he puts you in a situation where you don't want to block things because mm-hmm. you want to make them play honest. So like Bakugo, you don't want him clearing his card pool and just playing everything at printed difficulty. And with Midoriya, you you don't want to take an extra 10 damage. So you're like sitting there like, hey, I don't really want to block this because then what if he puts 10 damage on the next one? And then I can't pass the check to block. So you're just sitting there, like, waiting on your opportunity to block where it makes sense. And then they don't even use the ability, and you took, like, 12 damage or 15 damage, and then you're like, well, damn, that sucks. Yeah, but at least I didn't take 20. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah. And uh, Midoriya is, I think we've kind of talked about this with other characters, but he, his ability really is is knowing your opponent's deck. And knowing the cards there, they might have to play. For using his uh, defensive enhance, which is hard to do on a like a turn, like on a one. Yeah. Um, uh, but overall, I think I think life has a couple of strong characters. I think obviously in the um, the corset Asui, the the mm-hmm. DLC Asui is. I'm less excited, obviously, about her over the the normal Asui. Um, I. I just think her package uh, benefits Mineta more so than her, her DLC cards. Um, the whole putting things in your opponent's card pool. Now, she obviously wants to do something different with them because she's discarding them to get extra damage. Which, I mean, discarding one card for your opponent's card pool for plus four damage ain't nothing. I mean, that's that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, she lets you get value out of your attacks even if they're blocked, right? Which is, mm-hmm. which is good. Um, you just have to be at a board state where you can still push damage through and mm-hmm. also like add the damage. Like you, you got to be able to actually hit them after doing this. Yeah. And I mean, her, her free enhance does uh, punish your opponent for not blocking, gives your attacks more speed. So obviously that does help you push them through. And then life as a symbol tends to have, you know, speed enhances on things like that. that yeah. That so. first enhance is definitely a win more thing because it's like, mm-hmm. if you don't block, then uh, I'm going to get plus two speed on the next one. And mm-hmm. if you've blocked anything, I'm also going to get plus four damage. Or if I add something to your card pool, I'm going to get plus four damage. And then yeah. you're just, like, once you don't block the first time, it just gets way harder to ever block again. So yeah, she makes you want to, like, block right. on the front end, and then that just plays right into your plus four damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, overall, overall thoughts on life characters, I'd say they have two... Really strong characters in Uraraka and the corset Asui. Then kind of maybe like niche deck characters right now. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to really project the uh, futures on, on characters. No. <laughs> yeah, buddy, it's hard. <laughs> since, <laughs> since we don't know yeah. uh, how, the, how the characters are going to be, what kind of support they're going to get in sets. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think I agree with you that like Uraraka and Asui are probably the two best. But I and as you said, there's a bunch of niche like fun characters. I think those characters are pretty interesting. They can do some fun things. Like life all in all has uh, a really interesting character spread, I'll say. Because they're they're doing a lot of things that aren't necessarily normal. And it's mm-hmm. it's kinda just fun. There's a lot of fun stuff to do. 
Yeah. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our discussion on life characters. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some life attacks. All right. Welcome back to the UA podcast, talking about some life attacks. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about uh, Midoriya's lineup of attacks. Obviously, he has the mo the most uh, attacks out of anyone because he is from the rival deck. Uh, obviously, the the big thing to note about Midoriya's attacks is he has they all have the punch keyword. And so pretty much any character that's going to have one of these symbols, you're going to have an opportunity to just run the punch lineup, which is really strong. He's got a good variety of attacks. They have a good variety of off-zone attacks. He has some committal. He has some speed pumps. He has some damage pumps. He's got card draw. He's got a throw. His attack lineup is really strong. Yeah. Um, and obviously he's got the secret rare, uh, which is kind of a... I mean, it's a secret rare, so it's kind of a bonkers card. The one for all... Uh, Full counting five percent. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's probably the best Majoria card. I don't think that's super controversial or hot take or anything like that. Um, it's gonna I, be super. Is it the best uh, card? I don't know. Um, I mean, it's it's strong, but is it the best card? The best card. If I'm thinking of a card that I'm definitely gonna play out of these symbols, I guess it's probably Setup Strike. Uh, that that was the card I was thinking of when I I challenged your thought. <laughs> the the four diff. For five damage is always really good, and then just the giving your next attack plus three speed with the potential of giving this attack plus three speed. I mean, making it a six high for five is yeah, that's, that's really good for for four uh, diff. Uh, for four diff, and it does yeah. kind of live up to the name of the card in setup strike because it sets up your turn. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, if you can go like obviously we're talking about life here, so. Uh, you, you know, set up strike into like a Delaware Smash or something like that. So then Delaware Smash comes in as a seven seven mid for six, but it's a flash attack on a five diff. That's that's a really good combo. It's going that's, pretty, that's a nice one two punch. That's a pretty good setup strike mm -hmm. into a pretty good Delaware Smash. Yeah. Um. I one card I've kind of I don't know if I've changed my thoughts but i kind of had to reassess how much i valued it on midoriya's attacks is future me, charge oh i was gonna guess future charge dang <laughs> oh dang yeah <laughs> yeah um i feel like future charge is a card when we first saw it we were all kind of like oh my god this card's gonna be a snap include in every symbol that can play in every deck that can play this card that has one of these symbols on it right yeah it's just a three speed right that's the thing that kills it like kills it dead because it's nice, it cantrips every time you play it, and it like doubles up for every other copy, you know. So it's it's really strong. It gets you a lot of cards back, but man, you're just throwing a bunch of three damage attacks or three speed attacks, and uh, I don't know. It doesn't feel great. Yeah, because I mean, it's essentially, it's do you want to check a four difficulty to draw one card? And I mean, that being That's, said, not... this is it's a really good poke. I mean, it's it's probably. It's not as good as uh, Recipro Extend is as far as being a good poke, mm -hmm. but it's like in the same ballpark because it enables more card draw down the line. But um, as a poke, yeah, it, it's not quite on the extend level, but it's it's fine. It's just mm -hmm. not ever gonna. It, it's something no one ever wants to block. They're like, oh, it's three speed for four. Eh, I don't I don't want to block this. Yeah, and it's got a plus two high block. That's that's really useful. Yeah. Um, it's just. It's. I'm not saying it's a bad card by any means. It's just I don't think it's necessarily as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, now maybe in terms of a life deck, it might be. It might be better. Uh, I've played this card in good and order decks. 
um, and it usually didn't make the cut. I played it. I put it in a Kaminari uh, deck because it has charge that works off his uh, ability. It just wasn't as good as having another stun attack. Yeah, uh, or just something like that. Um, one card I I definitely want to see played more is Determined Victory Smash. This card it seems like a lot of fun. Um, it has sweet art. It has sweet art. Uh, it's got a plus one mid block that's always useful. A five high for five. That's good. Uh, you can put it back into your hand if you essentially if you've used Midoriya's ability. Uh, so you can go all out on it, and then if you need another attack to finish them off, you've got it right back in your hand. Um, yeah. I haven't really seen it played, uh, so I, that's a card I'd like to see played more. Um, yeah, I mean, I I think if you're playing it, you're kind of just playing it as a blank attack, though. You're playing it for like it being a 5-5 five, five for 5. Yeah, if you're playing it on, on a non-Midoriya character, or even if you are playing it on Midoriya, I don't know. Uh, yeah, because how five often... Okay. I was I was gonna say, how often are you dumping your hand on this? Because you're you're gonna theoretically have to play it earlier in the turn, and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I'm gonna dump my hand, and this does fifteen, and then you have to block <laughs> it, and if you don't, uh, I get it back, right? Or yeah. no, it's after it resolves, so you get it back regardless. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it doesn't have to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. Um. But yeah, I, I think overall Midori's got a he's got a really good uh attack package. Um reverse throw, I think is kind of an I don't know if it's underrated, but I don't know that it sees as much play as I thought it maybe would. I mean a five damage throw that can draw you cards. It was the um, MVP of uh Kirishima's at Omaha. Mm-hmm, because it always deals damage, you grind down your opponent. Yep, you just coordinated um, effort it and get it back and play it every turn. Mm-hmm. Um I, the the problem I'm, I'm noticing about these taxes we're talking about them is we keep talking about them in terms of not life decks, which I think says something about maybe the viability of these cards in a life deck. Yeah, I mean, um, so like you know, with Midoriya stuff in particular, it's it's the punch kit, but the mm-hmm. punch kit in life is not as good as the punch kit in good. Mm-hmm. So why not just play good? <laughs> yeah, because uh, like with like reverse throw you can kind of cycle it back with celebrity status or something like that. Or right. do something along this terms. We're going to take that now that you've opened the marker. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so looking at uh, Momo, though, I think we kind of touched on all the, the Midori yeah, stuff. Yeah, Midori cards. Uh, Momo, uh, we've talked about Momo before. Staff Strike is cool, um, but not really work, worth the work to put into it. I do like Capturing Net. I think Capturing Net probably her best card. Yeah, how they catch anyway. Um, for difficulty, four damage, low attack for stun two that you're always gonna get off. Uh, that's yeah. Good. Um, I think that like I think staff strike is probably her like, strongest card, but it's just not good enough right now with what we have to offer, or what we yeah. have at our disposal. Let's say so. Yeah, yeah. capture net. I would agree with you. And I, I don't think anything off of a life build for Momo really makes staff strike that much easier to do. Or really facilitates it any better or anything like that. Um, yeah. So if you're thinking about a life deck, I would I would definitely play four copies of Capturing Net without a second thought. If you're playing Momo, uh, you mean, or if you're playing anybody? I think if I'm playing a life deck, honestly, I, I think I'd play four copies of this card. Um, All right. It's a it's a four difficulty. It's an off zone attack. It's got a high block. Um, it deals decent damage. 
uh, stun two always useful. Yeah, and I guess it lets um, you build your foundation down. That yeah, yeah, that you use so for to trigger the combo. So you're playing it on a five, get a stun two, pull a foundation down. Yeah, it's not bad for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're. I guess I shouldn't say it's a snap include in any life deck, uh, but I would definitely, if I'm building a life deck, I, this is a card I'm going to set aside, I think. Uh, this is definitely going in the deck until, unless I find something, right? Yeah. Like, starting with this on the pile of cards I'm probably going to put in. And um, then um, create bow staff. Uh, yeah, I mean, could be good when there's more assets, like weapon assets and stuff, or just assets, I guess. If you, there's any combo assets that ever get printed, you just want to pull them down yeah. in the middle of your turn, could be good. Um. Yeah, I mean, well, of the three assets, two of them have life. We've got the Aoyama asset, right? The cape. Um, but it's unique. It's not as good. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. Like I said, I, I think this is kind of a check back and look on this, look at this card, maybe a set or two after we get some more assets, get a bigger, more diverse yeah. card pool. Well, now, um, now we can get to the powerhouse of uh, the life <laughs> symbols attacks. Oh, yeah. Um... Also, I, I want to say I think Uraraka's attacks have my favorite card titles, maybe in the set. Okay, they're just—it's just fun, like Home Run Comet, Meteor Shower. Those are just yeah. kind of like you know those you know those are some some big book like those cards are doing oh, yeah. some damage, right? <laughs> <laughs> and also, just the, the the picture for Home Run Comet is amazing. The giant she just, pillar. She's just, it's. I wonder uh, is the art for Cover Swing just the same art? It's <laughs> just swinging it. Maybe it's the follow through or something. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, home run uh, comet. Uh, I think we've no one has uh stopped talking about how good home run comet and meteor shower are mm-hmm. since we've seen them. Um, home run comet gets unruly at the end of turns and gets yeah. really big. If you have two of these in a turn, uh, you like crank up two free momentum, and then at the end of your turn, throw like a powerful four or five attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems good. What do you think? Uh yeah, that's it's pretty good for a four difficulty <laughs> attack. <laughs> Seems pretty solid. Yeah, plus one, plus one mid block. Uh, the, obviously the problem with home run comet is only a three speed. Uh, it's an off zone, so maybe you can get some half damage through. But for it to to be your kill condition, you don't want to make sure you got some kind of uh, either speed boost or you've just grounded down your opponent to the point where they don't have any cards left. Um. Yeah. Um. And if you're playing Araraka, obviously you can save your speed boost for this. Make this six speed. Mm-hmm. And pull something back from momentum, or I mean, with plus ultra out now, you could plus ultra the speed up to six mm-hmm. if uh if you're trying to push damage through with this. So if this is your yeah. kill condition, there's ways to make it hit. Yeah, because you could you could plus ultra it, and you know, pitching one momentum for plus ultra is kind of nothing with like a an rocket type deck. They're kind of yeah. the momentum shenanigans anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then you do that, and then if you save for power, you're already up to what nine speed. Yep. Yeah, you double it, and then you add three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a it's a very solid card. I'd say it's maybe the most this consistent is, life attack. I'm gonna have to get a, a a red button that is like the certified banger, and it was this is a certified <laughs> banger attack. Certified banger. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, in in continuing, uh, certified bangers. You want to talk about meteor shower? Yeah. Um. So I haven't. I I don't have a set of meteor shower, so I still haven't played it in my Uraraka deck. Uh, mm-hmm. but I mean, this, this just enables you to just go off on turn two or three, like every game. If you get cards in your discard and you see these, mm-hmm. um, it, it gets out here and gets live real quick. It's a four half for five on a four diff. It doesn't have any mm-hmm. kind of block to write home about. It's, you know, plus three, but 
you don't have to block if you just kill them by playing this over and over. <laughs> so I think that's the goal. Just keep meter showering over and over until they're dead. Yeah, uh, I think also this being a five damage attack on a four difficulty is kind of bonkers, considering how easy it is to recur and how easy it is to loop over and over again. Yeah. I wish it was a five high for four on a four difficulty. That would be even better. Really? Yeah, I would love speed over damage all day. Okay. All day. That's fair. That's fair. Um, And uh, in continuing of the smacking down certified bangers, Bang. I'm, I'm, I'm going to actually get the car title right. Let's talk about frog lashing. Oh, we got to scroll down a bit. Okay. It's frog lashing. Okay. Frog so, lashing. Five diff, breaker one, plus one mid block for four half or six. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, you think it only does six damage? <laughs> <laughs> what? How does it get higher than six, Sean? Uh, well, you see, Oswi has a lot of things, especially around a life build, because you can maybe slide in some Aeon cards, mm-hmm. about flipping foundations face down. Okay. And this deck uh, gets progressively more damage the more cards you have face down that are ready. And oh, also, by the way, it readies two face down foundations. <laughs> yep, certified banger. Hit it the is. button. Hit it. <laughs> Yeah, this card's uh this card's really good. Um because I mean, so it works off your ready found face down foundations which you can control because there mm-hmm. are some things that like look at your opponent's face downs and you don't always have a lot of control over that. But um yeah, this card just is going to do a ton of damage and you can play it early in your turn, you can play it late in your turn, you can play it with cards like uh guy, what's what's the card that she has the rescue completed, the one you like blow it up to ready yes. two foundations right. as well. Uh-huh. So you can get that set up to make this do even more damage. And uh, she also gives speed to things. So it's like really a 6 high for 6 out the box. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to do all the damage. All the damage in the world. The yes. marker. The marker. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so, the marker. And this is also another decent target for uh, plus ultra speed pumps as well if you needed to push this through. Speed pump or a, a damage pump. I mean, if you've got your opponent in a, in a situation where you know they can't block or something like that, or you've got yeah. other speed pumps, because like you said, Asui herself also does speed pumps. Uh, I mean, making it a 12 damage out the box, that's not something to, to laugh at, right? Like that's, that's, a, that's a big boy attack coming through. That is a big boy attack. Um, what did you, what other attack, are there any more certified bangers for Asui, as you would say? Nah, I mean... Like, I think her whole attack lineup's decent. Even Frog mm-hmm. Kick, which you're probably not going to play in her until there's more kicks in the symbol somewhere down the line. Um, if you get down to the uh, plus ultra packs and DLC cards, though, I mean, Tongue Whip is really good, mm-hmm. as is Amphibious Ambush. Uh, mm-hmm. I like Tongue Whip a lot um, just for, like, the evil kit for a Mineta deck, maybe. Um, being able to add the top card to your rival's deck to their card pool, and then giving it, giving itself plus damage for each card in your rival's card pool. And it's also a low attack. Um, I think there's a pretty decent low attack lineup that's just like filling your opponent's card pool up with stuff once all these cards are out. So I'm kind of yeah. looking forward to that. I think it'll be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously there's also Crow and Frog Takedown. Um, I... It does have the Asui only enhance. I I don't know that it really makes the I don't know if it makes the cut right now. Just I think that so many of the other cards are just better. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have to wait and see on that one. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, so the thing, you can get into this attack with little to no commitment. Like, you play it on five diff, and you have to commit one or two. You can ready mm-hmm. one back, and it's a four half or five that doesn't count towards progressive. Yeah. So, for things like, this is actually really good with, like, home run comment. It doesn't count towards progressive. You don't have to, and like, commit anything. Thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, I don't, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that it's, like, supremely good with, but the fact that it doesn't count towards progressive is pretty solid. Yeah. Um, now we got our we got our boy Aoyama that we've talked about some. Um I will be honest, I have never actually played any of his attacks. I you know, there's something to be said for naval laser beam and being a breaker two card, that's always something that I'm gonna gravitate towards, making mm-hmm. it especially now with the changes to the breaker, mm-hmm. where it just gives your opponent's next check straight up minus two. Um there's a pretty good life breaker lineup uh if you're playing naval laser beam and um frog lashing i almost called it tongue lashing i know i saw i saw it in your yeah. eyes yeah I had, I had to do the scroll i wasn't sneaky enough um but I, it's his, his attacks his attacks are good but i think we've we've kind of talked about it with um the, with eraser head looming out there are are they good enough on their own without him without getting the bonuses to just play on their own right I, don't know um especially not in maybe like a life lineup um yeah i mean i think there's there's enough foundations that flip themselves that you can get value out of his first enhance on the naval laser beam um and even if the value is just making this attack of five mid for eight using both of its enhances then unflipping two things i think Mm -hmm. that's fine but as far as everything else goes like he's got the one that discards momentum um the uh instant shining flash i think yeah, yeah. so after you play the card, you discard one of the momentum. That card is actually extremely strong. Uh, especially, It's only going to get stronger as things like Plus Ultra get more prevalent in the format. Yes. Uh, and uh, it even helps against decks like Uraraka, where they're trying to keep momentum to uh, do things. And mm-hmm. it lets them choose which momentum to discard, so you have to get them down and, like, to discard specific things. But even just keeping them off any momentum helps. Mm-hmm. Um, any other overarching thoughts on the life attack? No, I mean, I think there's some really strong attacks, uh, particularly in, um, Asui and Uraraka. Mm -hmm. Uh, but not to say that Bakugo's attacks are bad or anything. I think they're just better in his other symbols, but could be strong for life going forward. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Midoriya, that is. Uh, What did I say? Bakugo. Yep, Bak- Bakadoria. That's that's my <laughs> Bakadoria. man. Bakadoria, yeah. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk about some Bakadoria attacks. When they do their fusion dance in Season 7. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God, I can't wait. Yes. All right, um, so I think we hit everything there. Yep, all right. Uh, well, next up, we're going to talk about some life foundations. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the UA Podcast, talking about some life foundations. Uh, first up, we're going to give you a rundown of uh, Midoriya's foundations, looking looking at what he's bringing to the table. Uh, obviously, he does have a lot of punch support in his foundations, given that that is what he does, and his first kit in the rival deck is all punch-based. Um, though, if I'm going to pick uh, one foundation that I'd like to highlight of his, it's it has nothing to do with punches. It actually has to do with fury attacks, and that is the Bonds of Friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the three foundations we have that has a six check. 
and is also a one diff and has a one uh, uh, plus one high block and is actually pretty useful to give a fury attack minus three damage. There's a lot of fury attacks. Um, so I think it's always going to be useful. And even if it's your opponent's not playing fury attacks, there's a lot of cards, a lot of other foundations in the life uh, suite that you might play that gives you an opportunity to either destroy or flip foundations. So this would be a good target for that, for something like um, tight lipped or something yeah. like that. Yeah, um, I, so I really like uh, Passing the Torch. We'll pause for a second. Sorry. And I'll edit edit that out. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yeah. He said, he said, we're feeling good now. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, uh, I really like passing the torch. 2-5 um, foundation that uh, just draws you a card. If you have no cards in hand, it draws two cards. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a really basic effect. It's nice to uh, to just replenish your hand. It's, uh, it's particularly good on your opponent's turn because you can kind of like draw and then untap and then have them ready again. Mm -hmm. And uh, it gives you options to play defense with, but uh, it's also good against if you're playing against characters like uh, the promo All Might that gets plus speed equal to the cards in your hand. It lets you like play down to having fewer cards in hand, and if you have to empty your hand, you can just draw two back up. And uh, obviously, life doesn't have necessarily a lot of card draw. It has some card recursion, maybe for some other characters, but some a lot of the characters they don't have that option. This is yeah. a, a good, it's, it's good for them. Card draw, it's always important. Um, it just gives them access to that. I, I do think passing the torch is going to be kind of a staple in a lot of these symbols, especially for life. Life, historically, I don't think it has necessarily had a lot of card draw. Yeah. Um, and so ha having this on a foundation, on a cheap, I mean, two is, is a standard difficulty. It's a five check. That's that's really good. Um, it's got a block, I guess, technically. It's like uh, the most generic stats ever. Yeah, it, it can block whatever that dumb uh, Shigaraki attack is. Yes. It's got a plus three. Yeah. Um, if, if I had to pick one other uh, Midori Foundation I want to talk about, it's Self-Sacrifice. Um, a 1-5 for a plus one low. That's really good. I, I know, I feel like a lot of newer players look at this card and they're like, I don't understand why I want to destroy my own foundations for just plus one or minus one damage. Um. It's really useful to keep you out of deadlock if you need to. Uh, and also just like, hey, I've got to survive. I'm going to die if I take one more damage. So I'll just blow something up. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cards that flip and exhaust mm -hmm. themselves after you've used them one time. So this mm -hmm. is a good way to get those out once you fill your staging area back up with cards that actually do something mm -hmm. for you again. Yep. Also, in the terms of life, life doesn't really have necessarily a whole lot of damage pumps. So this is a good uh, outlet for that if you have life. Um, yeah. If you're playing, thinking about a life character. Uh, so I, I would definitely also consider self-sacrifice in pretty much any life deck I'm playing right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's got some solid other foundations, but we'll go on over to Momo. Um, so, I mean, if you're going to play Momo, I think you obviously are putting four Rising Starlets in your deck. Because it's one mm -hmm. of the two weapon foundations that actually exist right now. And it actually does something useful. Gains you a health yeah. every time you build it. And um, it lets you build a weapon asset or foundation from your card pool face up. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, I, I think this is probably her best foundation, especially in her. But uh, generically, uh, her best foundation, I probably would say, is a precious lesson. Yeah, but it, I think this. I don't yeah. know. It's hard I, I to don't say. know. Yeah, her, her foundations are not bringing much to the table at the moment. Like you said, it's kind of really based around her. If you're making a Momo deck, you're probably going to look at some of these. But even something like, like start with the basics. It, it's, you know, your weapon attack gets plus one speed and plus two damage. I think maybe if it didn't have the weapon attack uh, restriction on it, maybe you might look at it more. And maybe it was like a one diff or something. Yeah. But her attacks, or not her attacks, her foundations are just not not really up to par, I think, for a lot of the other characters. Yeah, and I think that's probably intentional because you got to be careful with a character like her just having mm -hmm. access to being able to like tutor and build a million things during the turn. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, she's going to have weapon foundations that exist in other sets that make her better, so you can't make yeah. her just a complete banger in set one that's just an NPE to play against. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Moving on down, we got Uraraka, and uh, much like with her attacks, she got a couple of certified bangers on her foundations, too. Um, release. It, on the theme of destroying your foundations, this is probably a better uh, use. Uh, maybe not better. Situationally better than uh, self-sacrifice. But destroying a foundation to give your uh, check to block plus two is ridiculous. Yeah. It's only four check on the, the control check for a uh, portion of the card, which is a little substandard. But a zero difficulty, plus two high block that gives you plus two to block attacks is... Yeah, this is a really solid spam foundation. Uh, the four check, like you said, is uh, is really the only thing holding it back from being just amazing. But anything that lets you play defense better is really good. Uh -huh. um, I love Wealthy Aspirations as a card. I feel like I put this in every deck that I've ever built that has these symbols. Um, being able to get that extra momentum uh, once you uh -huh. get momentum is really good. Um, yep. I haven't used the other enhance maybe ever, but I could see where there's situations where that would be good. Um, if you like knew that something got put in there face down that shouldn't have been face down, but I don't know how often that's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the cards that if they have an effect, if they're if they're face up, they say if they go to the momentum, they go face up, right? Yeah, so you'd have to know you're adding it from like from the top of your deck or your hand. Um. And then you would have to use this to turn it face up, which I don't even know if it's worth it at that point to remove a foundation to turn anything face up. I guess maybe if you somehow knew you got like a meteor shower on top of your deck and you added it that way. Sure. Yeah. It, it had to be added face down because obviously you need meteor shower for wind conditions. Like that, so. Yeah. But as that, like you said, that's super situational and you would have to know that it's meteor shower or whatever the card is on top of your deck going face down. And yeah. That's. I, I I can't think of a scenario in which that would exist right now. Yeah, and then uh, I think she has one more card that probably we'll see more play as time goes on, and that's encouraging training partner. Mm -hmm. And it's another. It's just like uh, passing the torch. Extremely generic on stats. It's a two five with a plus three mid, but um, it flips to change the attack speed to four. So it it helps with things like reciprocal burst that are just trying to blast speed up and hit you for like twenty. So it makes it where you can maybe actually block that attack. Um, it also has a Midorian Uraraku response, so both of them have life. So in life, you could both... Uh, it has response commit after after you take five or more damage, you gain a life. Eh. I mean, 
not excited about it, but maybe that one life keeps you alive and it's relevant. But that's very situational. You're really playing it for the uh, to the speed reset. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, situational. Like, if you know you're not going to be able to block the attack no matter what, or you don't want to try to block it right now, you can still just like, eh, well, I can gain a life here or there. And it, it gives you something to do. It's not a dead card at that point, right? Yeah, and it's, I mean, I guess it's worth noting that uh, it does say change this attack speed to four, so if you're playing against someone like uh, Ida, who gives minus three speed to your attack at the start, you can just flip this and put it back to four mm-hmm. and uh, chug along from there. Yeah. Um, Looking at uh, Asui's uh, foundations, I think she does have the, the two of the best uh, defensive foundations in the game, along with Wall Kling and Rescue Completed. Um. Rescue completed, I think, is is probably we've talked about this the best off water, just because you get gotcha and that that combo is really awesome. It's yeah. still just generically good, even even on on life or any or air any, her other simples. Um, yeah, being able to ready face down foundations is always useful too. Yeah, you're hard pressed to play three difficulty foundations unless you're doing something really crazy. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one's it's really strong. It gives you repeatable minus two damage, or I mean, sorry, minus two speed enhance. Mm-hmm. It's like um, sticky balls in that regard. Where like that's another three difficulty one, but it's giving you minus four speed to a non ranged attack. So yeah. you, you got to have some pretty strong effects on these things if you can justify being a three difficulty foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously wall cling. Uh, it's just really good. <laughs> you know, you got throws yeah. coming in your way. Um, talk about a card. I think a racer wish he could play wall cling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so I mean Walking is now probably entering its uh its Apex Mountain area mm-hmm. <laughs> where uh, Plus Ultras come out. So now this is going to be the top of its career right here. Plus Ultra yeah. for Walking has never been better. You can make Let's any go. attack do zero damage. Congratulations. You just need to check a 5. Yes. Real quick tangent on Plus Ultra. We I'm going to keep this brief. I do think it's funny that a lot of people are talking about how Plus Ultra needs to be banned because of how good the first enhance is, the enhances on attacks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the game's too aggressive, and now you put out Plus Ultra, and now things just get harder to block, and we die even faster. But Plus Ultra is also maybe the best defensive card in the game, so I don't really understand complaining on that. Plus Ultra anyway, counters itself. Yeah, exactly. You just play Plus Ultra. That's that's another discussion to be had at yes. another time, but. Um, we could talk about the strength of promos relative to cards you actually buy, but we we could talk about that at another time. Yeah, I, I think I think the main argument is availability of the plus ultras right now, which I understand. Yeah, um, talking about Aoyama, uh, I think without a doubt his best foundation is tight lipped. Uh, yes, other, he actually all his foundation is actually pretty strong. Um, I think tight lips just better. Uh, zero five for a plus one and. The uh, being able to give your attacks plus one damage for flipping your foundations is incredibly strong. Yeah. Especially in life, a symbol that doesn't have necessarily a whole lot of damage. Yeah. Um, does, uh, yeah, so tight lipped is awesome. Glamorous combos with that by flipping or, uh, unflipping stuff when you build it. Yeah. And then what does someone with style even do? I always forget about this card. It readies. Um, it destroys the foundation to ready and then. Response destroy after it's committed due to a stun ability reduce the speed to zero. Oh yeah, that's really good. So if you're, that's probably like a good sideboard card. It might even be good to main deck one or two, but definitely sideboard if you're playing against like uh, an order stun deck, you know. Mm -hmm. And plus do high block. Um, uh, And then exciting, uh, exciting times, John. 
exciting times. First villain encounter. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's got an amazing uh, deadlock enhance. The, the first enhance is not bad. Uh, plus one, plus one, and essentially it negates progressive difficulty, right? Yeah, essentially. Um, it does that and more. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe if you only have, like, if you had three attacks in your hand and you're on your second one, you just, like, tap all these, make your next check pass, give it some mm-hmm. extra damage and speed, and then not have to commit anything else to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably fine. It's not overwhel- overwhelmingly good or anything, but I think it's fine. Yeah, if if I if I had one gripe, I'd say maybe I wish it were like a one difficulty instead of a two difficulty foundation. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm not the card designer, so they don't. Yeah, they probably should I, just I, made I, this a zero six or something. <laughs> yeah, a zero six <laughs> with a uh, make make it a special uh, block that you can you can choose the zone of the block you want, and it's actually a minus three difficulty block. Oh yeah, I think, then the I, I think that would have been fair. That might make it playable at that point. Uh, it also has the enhanced that it's only playable by me specifically. Yes, by uh, John. Yes. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, that's going to wrap up not only our discussion of Life Foundations, but our first season, assuming we do more of these later on, of the Symbols of Peace series, talking about the different symbols in My Hero and talking about the card. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to us, and we appreciate your feedback. We really do want to make everything better, uh, so let us know what we can do better. Ryan, thoughts, closing thoughts on the pod? I was wondering what this was. On my mic, oh, my just, mic. It's just it's, yeah, it's just meatball. <laughs> meatball with eggs in there. I was like, yeah. I was looking at my mic and I'm like, what is that? <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I mean, just to echo what John was saying. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Um, we're into the new year, and uh, as you've noticed this week, we've we've done the videos and stuff a little differently. So hopefully, you're enjoying the more digestible size content. Um, we do have some things planned coming down the pipe that we're excited to tell you guys about when the time is right. Um, but in the meantime, um, we are actually trying to find some, uh, some people that have built communities in their area from scratch and, uh, looking to get some people on the podcast to talk about that. So if you know anyone who's built a strong community for my hero, um, and they wouldn't mind talking to us on the pod, uh, have them reach out to us. Uh, you know, just leave a comment on Facebook or YouTube or uh, Discord, like anywhere you want to get a yeah. hold of us. Uh, we're just kind of, we want to talk to some people and highlight some communities that have been built and uh, give you guys an opportunity to talk about your successes and your struggles and everything like that. Yeah. Um, and coming up, obviously, uh, I think it, when this comes out, probably the first uh, real official my hero op event will have happened the discord tournament uh we'll kind of go over that probably at some point uh assuming it goes off okay yeah so we're (laughs) wednesday the webcam weekly like you're saying uh Mm -hmm. on thursday uh john will be interviewing me the winner of that event (laughs) calling it right now (laughs) nah i yeah i'll probably be sleeping by the time that event's over to be honest Uh, well, I uh, appreciate you guys coming along for the ride and listening and hope you enjoyed it and have a great day. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.